0: Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So,
1: can we cut the cake now?
0: You betcha.
2: No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca.
0: It's Zuma Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind. As we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, (laughs) and laughs. Theater of the Mind. The best loved programs from radio's golden age. Only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor.
1: Well, thank you and welcome to the show. I must admit, our first show tonight, for me, I remember as one on television. The series is based on the fictional Western character created by O. Henry in his 1907 short story, The Caballero's Way, published in the collection Heart of the West. In films, radio, and television, the Cisco Kid was depicted as a heroic Mexican caballero, the TV episodes like the radio series ended with one of or the other of them making a corny joke about the adventure they had just completed they'd laugh and say "oh pancho oh cisco" before riding off while laughing into the sunset and spanish style western theme music was heard as the credits rolled the pancho and cisco are spanish nicknames for francisco and uh, it makes the sign off with laughter an inside joke for spanish speakers Throughout the TV series, Pancho addressed Duncan Ronaldo as Cisco, although that's the name of a town near Abilene, Texas. Although both Pancho and Cisco are clearly identifiable as Mexicans, th- throughout the entire series, they spoke to each other in English, while Pancho, speaking a thickly accented and very tortured English, as if the two of them were not both fluent and comfortable in Spanish. Of course, the series was intended for initial release in the U.S. and for a primarily English speaking audience. So, as is still the practice today in such cases, the dialogue was written and delivered in English and the audience filled in the gaps. The episode tonight's called The Outlaw Who Dropped His Wallet.
3: Robin Hood of the Old West. <laughs> Cisco, the shade, he is getting closer. <laughs> this way, Monto, <Pancho>, Marlow, <laughs> <The> Cisco, hit. <kept. laughs> Now, a new exciting adventure of the Cisco Kid. It is Saturday night in the little town of Prairie Junction. Hands from the surrounding range country are celebrating payday. Their pockets well filled with money, their throats parched and dry and needing refreshment. Lights glow from the windows of unpainted buildings lining the rutted main street of the town, while horses, tied at hitch rails, stand patiently waiting. As our story opens, the Cisco Kid and his ever-present companion Pancho
4: are walking along the board sidewalk. Many people, see, Cisco. Big place this strange ocean. See, amigo. Once in a while, it's all right to come to the town, but for us, eh, it's much better the wide open spaces. Eh? For Pancho, see. For Cisco, that's for sure. Now, Pancho, how do you mean that? Cisco always liked the big, wide country to ride with the wind, to sleep under the stars. Then why, Cisco, do you brush your hair so careful? Do you trim the moustache, do you polish your boots? Oh, must always look good, Pancho. Caballeros always feel better. <laughs> Cisco, Pancho, no. The sweet-smelling stuff you put on your hair is not to catch the bees with. Pancho knows so much. Maybe he tells Cisco, no? Hey, Pancho tells. Cisco is fixed like a trap to catch the beautiful señorita. Oh, Pancho, you... Gonna... Care, careful, amigo, you fall. Wait, Pancho. Pick something. Wait, I'll find it. You look too, Poncho. Very dark, Is sisper. Yeah. I got it, Poncho. Got it? You went in the street. Huh? Yeah, it feels like a wallet. Huh? Some probably drop it. This light coming from the window of the bank. Yeah. We go there and look. Yeah. Huh? Jeez, a hey, wallet, Poncho. What a lot of money in it. Too. The Poncho's the Poncho's in the Poncho's the Here's the singer's name, burning the leather. Yeah. The name is Nate Parker. Uh, the Poncho, look, uncle. Aye, the light go out. Hey, someone turn out the light in the bag. Better be on your way, you two. I beg your pardon, senor. I said you two better move along. Dangerous business standing around in front of a bank. Yeah, you know, that's how you got there. There's a wallet we found. belongs to a senor Parker. Found it, did you? But we did, senor. We will now find the owner and give it to him. You just turn it over to me, Andre. I'll find the owner and give it to him. Oh, no, senor. Oh no? And why not? Because we return it ourselves. We do not know you, senor. And I don't know you, but I'll return the wallet. Now give it here. <coughs> Sorry to do that, Senor. you hope I have not hurt your arm. But you understand how it is. Yes, I understand very well. you return it by getting on your horses and riding away as you can. Jesper, cool. why we argue with him? No reason, Pancho. Come, we go. All right, you two. Just don't let the share of that wallet. Poncho, you see, it's very hard to make people believe what they do not want to believe. See, si, Cisco, better we do what the hombre say, huh? Get on the horse and ride away fast. No, Poncho, amigo, we find Senor Parker and return his wallet. But Cisco, Si, Poncho, we start across the street and look in on each one until we find him. <laughs> Yeah, sure, Nate. Just wait till the celebrating gets going a little higher, and then we slip out the back way and round to the bank. That's right. It'll be a cinch. Old man Benedict and that man who works for him will be home and asleep. And with all the noise going on around town, won't be any trouble at all. Another round, boys? No, just we've had enough. Got to be hightailing it pretty soon. Got a long ride ahead of us. What do we owe you, partner? That'll be two bucks six bits, boys. Right. Hey, Joe. Yeah? Lost my wallet. Are you sure? Sure. sure. Had it right in the left-hand hip pocket. Now it's gone. Well, it was lifted, you reckon? Maybe, but most likely you've lost it. Well, boys, tonight, pay up and make room at the bar. Just a minute, friend. We changed our minds. Give us more of the same. He ain't gonna have any trouble paying for it, are you? Shut Stop. up, you, and do as he said. Sure, sure, boys. No offense, man. No offense. That's better. You reckon using that wallet's gonna upset things? No, no, Shell. No, that wallet had my name engraved on it don't like to leave any evidence around town. Momento, please, señor. Yeah? I'm looking for Senor Parker. You happen to know him? No, friend. I uh, never heard of him. Oh, that's too bad. We have looked everywhere for him. Who's that you? I don't know, but he's asking for
0: one of us. Yeah,
4: wonder what he wants. Eh, uh, better not let him know who we are. Maybe things is getting a little hot around here. First I lost my wallet, then somebody comes in asking for one of us. Let's get going. Hey, wait a minute. Just might be this hombre found your wallet and wants to return it. Who'd be silly enough to do that? Well, you never can tell. It just might be one honest man don't around here. You make me laugh. Hey, go sit at that table in the corner. I'll talk to the fellow. If it should be he's got your wallet, I'll steer him over to you. Alright, try it, but don't take any chance. Yeah. Hey, uh, howdy, stranger. See, si, senor. Heard you asking about an hombre named Parker. See, si, I'm very anxious to find him. Any particular reason? A very particular reason. You know him? Yeah, I know him. Oh, that is good. Will you take him to me, please? Not so fast. Uh, just tell me what you want to see him about. Oh, it's a private reason. One I could not discuss with a stranger. Oh, no. Now, look, Hombre, I asked you a question, didn't I? That, that, I'm not inclined to answer your question. Now, just a minute. When I ask a question, I always get an answer. This time, I'm afraid you'll be disappointed. Oh, I won't. <laughs> You will let go of my arm, please. Answer my question. Of course, señor. What's the trouble here? No trouble, señor. This is a private event. Oh yeah, we'll see about that. Turn him loose. I will when it is safe to do so. He won't talk to me, Nate. Oh no. Momento, señor. Your name is Nate. What about it? You are perhaps, señor, Nate Parker. Well. Don't answer him, Nate. If you are señor Nate Parker, then I have good news for you. Yeah. I have something which is of value to you. What is it? You have lost something, maybe. Maybe. If you will describe it, I'll be glad to return it to you. What is it to describe? That is for you to answer. Be careful, Nate. Oh, there is really nothing to be careful about. This is a very simple matter. Just got to be careful, stranger, you know. Well, I did lose something. A wallet. That is as I thought. You will describe the amount of money in it contains. things? Yeah. if I rightly remember, it had about six, dollars in it. And the kind of wallet it was? Dark brown carhyde. had my name burned into it. And your name is? Parker. Nate Parker. Hmm, oh, very well, Senor Parker. Here is your wallet. Good. Give me it. You better check, see if he didn't steal some of that money. I think you will find the money all there. And now that I have found you, Senor Parker, I go. Adios. And just remember, stranger, next time, don't be so smart when somebody asks you questions. Believe me, senor, with you, there will not be a next time. On your way now, and don't be too sure there won't be a next time. Senor Parker is very gracious. Cisco will always remember him. Again, Senor. Adios. Hey, he said Cisco. You reckon that's the Cisco kid? Yes, sure, could be. I ain't never seen the Cisco, kid, but that hombre sure answers your description. A pretty tough gent to mix with, Nate. Guess we better forget this bank job. Shell, sure, you're dumb. You can't talk to anybody without getting in that trouble. Another minute, you'd been trying to slick it out with Cisco. Sort of up to me to straighten things out. Well, it's done now. About uh, this bank job, we go through with it just the same? No, Shell, I guess we won't. Leastwise, not just the same as we'd planned it. With a Cisco kid in town and knowing us, that stacks things up and anything happens and he'll be after us. Well, this job's too good to miss, Nate. You could figure a way out. You're smart. Yeah. Maybe I can. Yeah. Let's we'll see now. Yeah. Yeah, I got an idea. This wallet of mine that Cisco returned. Maybe we can get rid of this. to do with it? Come on, Shell. We're going down the road to see the sheriff. I'll explain it all to you on the way. Thank you. Senor Parker, he's not very nice when you give him back his pocketbook, Cisco. I'm afraid this Parker is a pretty tough hombre, Pancho. Uh-huh. Sometimes it makes Cisco wonder if he's so wise, to be honest. Mm, Pancho trying to tell you this for a long time, Sisko. Oh, Pancho, Cisco was just saying this. Uh-huh. You must always be honest, Pancho. Why? Honest. Me always sleep much better at night. Mm, Poncho sleep all right at night. In the daytime, too. Si, amigo. That proves what I'm telling you. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. That Pancho is an honest man, too. Mm, Pancho think maybe, but not too sure. Uh, Cisco, we'll be good now. Well, Pancho, amigo, we get out of this town. But first we buy a few things and then we go, eh? Yeah, it's good with Pancho. Too many people, too many troubles. Come, Pancho. Uh-huh. We go to the stores and then we ride away. <laughs> We're standing peaceable at the bar when this hombre put the arm on me. This was up with a little six to fail, right? Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, I ain't much of a hand at fighting, Sheriff, being a peace-loving man. But my brother, Shell, here, pitched in and helped me. You needed help, did you? Yeah, he needed help, Sheriff. When I saw this hombre lift my brother's wallet out of his hip pocket after he hit him, I waited right in. You got your wallet back? No. No, he didn't, Sheriff. That's why we're here, to get you to help. His hombre took the wallet, broke away from us, and ran. What's he look like? You got a description of him? Yeah. He's a big, dark, good-looking gen. Maybe you know him. The Cisco Kid. The Cisco Kid? Well, now, stranger, that don't sound like Cisco to me. You're sure it was him? you sure he's in town? It was him, all right. He grabbed my wallet and lit out. Don't sense. But if you're swearing out a complaint, I'll go along with you and try to find you. Good, good, Sheriff. But, uh, you don't mind, wait here. We ain't anxious to meet up with him again. Now, boys, you'll have to come along. i need you as witnesses if we can find him. Hey, Nate, uh, we can't go through with this. Sheriff accuses Cisco of stealing your wallet all the time. You got it right in your pocket. I know, I know. There's nothing else we can do. We're in this. thing. We gotta go through with it. Stranger? Um, yes, Sheriff. Yes, we'll, uh, we're right with you. Howdy, Rick. Howdy, Sheriff. Got everything all locked up tight at the bank? Yep, about an hour ago. Stopped in to buy a few things I'm on the way home. Well, what are you up to? Got a complaint here about the Cisco kid. You know him? Heard of him. Ain't never seen him. What's the trouble? These two strangers here claim he lifted a wallet from them. Yeah? Say, now, wait a minute. His Cisco kid, is he a big, good-looking hombre that travels with kind of a funny little fat man? Yep, that's Cisco and Poncho. Sheriff, I seen them two looking at a wallet in front of the bank, and I tried to get them to give it to me. You did, eh? Well, that's evidence, all right. Wonder if they left town yet. Well, they ain't gone, Sheriff. I seen them in the gem trading post just now as so I was passing. Well, I'll be Come on, boys! I'll need you. We may have a little bit of trouble with Cisco, but I'm afraid he'll spend tonight in jail.
3: Frame up with Cisco as the innocent victim. In just a moment, we'll bring you the exciting climax of this story and the adventure of the Cisco Kid. With the sheriff approaching to arrest Sisko for stealing Nate Parker's wallet. On trumped-up and completely circumstantial evidence, Cisco and Pancho, not suspecting that they are the object of a search,
4: are quietly completing their purchases at the gem trading post. There, yeah, uh, one cinch buckle. Anything else you want? Gracias, no, senor. How much is that? One dollar. One peso. Yeah. Well, Let us go now, Poncho. Here, yes, We we'll go back to the camp now. Ooh, we are both tired and uh, look. Those two hombres from the cafe, yeah, and the sheriff too. Yeah, right where you are, Cisco. We are not moving, Señor. All right, Parker, search him. Yeah, Sheriff. Momento, no, Sheriff. You told this hombre to search me. That's right. And don't try to resist either. He does not put his hands on me, Señor Sheriff. I will not allow that. Why should I be searched anyway? Now, Cisco, you know Concern well why I'm telling him to search you. And don't start nothing, Sisko. Don't make no trouble. He is not going to lay hands on me. No, try and stop me. Oh, sir, right. you dirty just... Sir, him in the me? You I won't do you. So I'll shoot. No, you will not come do this, sir. Come on, sir. Come on, Come You can't get away with this Come back here. I'll get you for this. Gun down. Come back here in the middle of the wall. They're getting away, sheriff. They're getting away with my money. noise hammer on that hinge, Shut see? up and let me do this. Yeah, and she's coming now. Yeah. yeah, that did it. Both hinges off. Now all we gotta do is pull that safe door open. Yeah. Look at the golden silver. I mean, Get the <laughs> sack over here. We gotta work fast, shall we? Yeah. Hey. Somebody coming in. Douse the lantern, quick. Yeah. Nate, he's lighting the lamp. He'll see us. I'll take care of that. Wait now. You there. The bank safe. Not a word out of you, mister. We started this job and we're going to finish it. Get those hands up high. I can't get away with this. I'm the owner of this bank and you're not going to rob it. He's reaching for a gun, Nate. You killed him, Nate. Never mind that. Quick, dump the rest of the money in the sack. Yeah. Don't forget to drop the wallet there. Sure, sure. There. Yeah. Right beside the safe. That'll get the Cisco kid charged with murder. Hey, it's it's Tom Benedict, murdered. Wait, wait, I'll make sure. Yeah, he's dead right. Well, that's God looking for the murderer. There was nobody here when I came in, Sheriff. After that little trouble you had up the street, I just thought I'd stop by the bank again. Met Will here, and just as we came by, we heard shots. Yeah, that's right. Tom Benedict must have come back and surprised the robbers. Oh, yeah, hey, have has been looted, good. I see. Ain't hard Hey, what's this? This leather that? case of some kind. Hey, you don't yep, suppose... right it. beside the safe, too. Gee, Got a right. name on it. Look, Rick. Nate Parker. Hey. Nate Parker? That's the same that's wallet I saw the Cisco Kid looking at. And the same one that was stolen from Nate Parker. It all ties up, don't it, Sheriff? Yep, Rick. The Cisco Kid's... Robbed this safe and killed Tom Benedict. In the excitement, he dropped this wallet he stole from Nate Parker. Mm, I never believed it. Well, boys, it's just one thing. Come on. We've got some manhunting to do. The Cisco kid's a murderer. Poncho, what is wrong? Poncho, I can sleep. Cisco. See. Pancho is very much worried. What about amigo? Those two hombres was like the sheriff after us. Pancho thinks there's something wrong there. Oh, do not worry about that, Pancho. Yeah, I know. The I know. Parker brothers, they are just mean, bad people who like to make trouble. Yeah. Uh, but they not bother us, amigo. Uh, Pancho got the feeling of troubles. What do you think about breaking the camp and moving away from here, Narcisco? Huh? Huh? You do you do this? No, no, no. Pancho. Oh, come Honest men with that guilty conscience have no cause to worry. We sleep here peacefully. Maybe you sleep, but Pancho not like this. Oh, Pancho... Wait, Santo, what is that? Right, it's coming for a Cisco. Pancho, Pancho, look, look, he's <laughs> in trouble. Well, let us get out of here. Yabble. <whistles> <Yeah, look>. Blow. <laughs> uh, we do not have time to saddle, Cisco. Go, no, Pancho, come, hurry. Uh, we not make it, Cisco. Uh, hurry, Pancho. Come you have saddle uh, oh, Cisco, uh, we got a log getting murdered in these parts. Get them hands high. Santo, uh, now he's murdered. Wait, uh, Senor uh, Sheriff, uh, listen to me. Wait, nothing, Cisco. You want Poncho, i going to jail. Well, no, they ain't, Sheriff. They're going to hang. Right. And tonight, too. What's that you say, Rick? You heard me. Tom Benedict was my best friend. Me and the boys talked it over. We're staging a hanging tonight. Yeah. Oh, no, you're not. They're my prisoners, and they're going to jail and wait for a legal trial. Then they'll hang. Drop that gun, Sheriff.
3: Huh? I got mine right in your back. I'll pull the trigger if I have to. You, you
4: wouldn't dare. I'm the law. Tonight, we're the law, Sheriff. And we say they hang. Tie them to a pole. Wait, you cannot do this. After you get them tied up, throw them onto their horses. I know an oak tree just right for a hang. No, no, we do nothing. You're not going to hang us. No. No. Well, I reckon there's two sides to that question. And we're on the side with the guns. All yeah. right, come on, boys. The Cisco kid's going to die tonight. Go on, go on, go on. Let me see. That $6,300 shell be fair for a half hour's work, huh? <laughs> uh, over $3,000 apiece, Nate. We ain't never done better than that. Yeah, and the best part of it is we ain't going to get any part of the blame for it. We're clear and safe. Hey, Nate. Hey. Horses coming along the trail. It's a posse. They must be hunting us. Uh, something's gone wrong. Oh, quick, the lantern. Blow it out. Shove the money into them saddlebags there. We're a good ways off the trail. They might not see us. Yeah, hey. They might go on past us. We ain't taking no chances on that. Hand me them bells there. Hey. Hey. They are riding past me. Why, cinder And look what they got. Them two hombres up front. That's a Cisco kid and that fat partner of his. You sure? Sure, that's a Cisco kid. They got him trussed up. That can mean just one thing, Shell. Necktie party. Right. They found the wallet for the safe. They knew Cisco had it. Everything's worked out fine. Come on, Shell. We're going to a hangin'. And it ain't us that gets hung. Alright, boys! Pass them ropes over this limb and knot them with a loop. Look, senor, this has gone far enough. You have no proof that Pancho and I robbed that bank and killed the owner of it? None at all. No? We found the wallet you stole from Nate Parker laying right beside the print of the safe. And that's all the proof we need. But gonna the Parker book. That Parker hombre lied to you. Amnesty dude. We got the liars, and they're you. And you'll pay with your lives for killing my boss, Tom Benedict. Your boss? I worked for Tom Benedict in the bank. You say the bank safe was robbed. Search us then for the money. If you find it on us, then we are guilty. Uh, you're too smart to carry it with you. You probably it somewhere. Uh, hey, who are these two? I'm Nick Parker, and this is my brother Shell. I'm the man that skunk stole the wallet from. And you come just in time to see justice done, Mister. Fix the ropes, boy. Uh, Already! Right. Right. Uh, Wait, sure. senores. I appeal to your fairness. You cannot hang us just because we stole fifty or sixty dollars from that safe, Madre if Mia. Sixty dollars. There were six thousand three hundred. See, hombre. Speak on. You are going to say $6,300, eh? How do you know how much there was in the safe? Well, I, uh, I, I heard somebody say that that was the amount of what it was. Well, that's about how much there was, all right. I didn't tell anybody. Look in those saddlebags, senores. How about searching those two for the money? And how about asking them who killed the banker? No! Anybody come near us and you'll eat less! Hell, you fool! There are you, killers! Right for your left! Come on now! Get up there! Hey, hey, wait, hey, the get, out get out of here! The river, Nate! We're coming to a river! Now, yeah, right in. Oh, boy. Go oh, oh, there! Go oh. oh, there! So what'll do we do? Swim the horses across? Ah, the moon's too bright. They'd see us if we tried that. Well, what'll we do? They're coming after us. Hey, get down. Get down and slap your horse hard. I'll do the same. Make them run so as they'll lead those devils away from us. Then you and me will go into the river quick. Put the money in the saddlebag. Blast the money. we got to save our own skins. Get up there. On, get, get out of there. Back. Get away. Now, huh? into the river. Swim for it if you want to keep on living. <laughs> Pancho, yeah. those two horses have no riders. Oh, they have... Oh, hold up, hold up. hold up. What happened to the bandidos? They're not on the horses. They pulled a trick on us. Huh? The money is still in the saddlebags, I think, Pancho. Well, let us catch the horses then. Oh, let us look in the river for the bandidos. Uh, Cisco, Cisco, uh, Pancho, see them in the river. They're there. See, si, see, si, come in. We go. Come, the other. Come, come. Uh, We will have them very quick. We go. We got no guns. We do not need guns to handle these hombres. Come. Swim shall now get us. Ah, uh, that is right, hombre. We have you now. Come here, come here. Come here. Take the other one, Pancho. Pancho, get him. Good, Pancho. Pancho, having trouble, Cisco? I can swim. Hold on to Loco. There. He will pull you ashore. Oh, it's just... I lose hold. It is very deep. Oh, when I finish this fight, I will get you. It's all right. Banjo stand in the bottom. Good, Pancho can walk Why? to shore. Sí, Banjo can... Poncho is standing
5: in the bottom. Poncho is standing at the other bandido. you come up here, madame? <laughs>
4: the trick that Hombre Parker played on us, huh, Cisco? See, si, Pancho was very Patrick, Very mean trick. Mm. Cisco. See, si. All the time when the pass have us, Pancho think about the trick a rich man played on Pancho when Pancho was a little niño. What was this great thing that Pancho remembers so wrong? Well, when Pancho, very small, was a very rich man. He liked to play tricks. He the centavos very hot and throw them into the street for the niños to scramble. Oh, this is not good. It mm. was the other niños scrambling and get the hands hurt with very hot Santavos with not try Certainly not. But you have too much sense. Mm, see? And then there is hombre come to the window and wave a big gold piece. He threw it out into the street. Did the ninos run and try to get it? Yeah. They're too smart by this time. Then one or two get a little brave. And they fight for the hot gold piece. And they roll in the dust. And get very bad burns on their hands. Oh, that is very cruel, amigo. Very, very cruel. And finally, one nino win and run off with the gold piece. Very lucky for a too. Lucky? How do you mean, Pancho? Well, the golf is making very rich. You see all this in your machacho, Pancho? Yes, Cisco, I see all this. And you just stand there and watch? What do you mean stand there and watch? Where do you think I get all these scars on my fingers? Oh, Pancho! Oh, Cisco! <laughs> 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 <Bravo>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: sure to listen again for another thrilling adventure of the Cisco Kid. Cisco Kid was played by Jack Mather. Poncho by Harry Lang.
1: Stay tuned for the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Theatre of the Mind on Zuma Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. Time now for the adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. The show starred Ozzie Nelson and his wife, singer Harriet Nelson, and their young sons David and Ricky. Don DeFore had a recurring role as the Nelson's friendly neighbor, Thorny. In the early 1930s, a booking at the Glen Island Casino gained national network radio exposure for Ozzie Nelson's orchestra. After three years together with the orchestra, Ozzie and Harriet signed to appear regularly on the show, The Baker's Broadcast. The couple married in 1935 during this series run and realized that working together in radio would keep them together more than continuing their musical careers separately. In 1941, the Nelsons joined the cast of The Red Skelton Show, also providing much of the show's music. And when Red was drafted in March of 1944... Ozzie Nelson was prompted to create his own family situation, comedy The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, which launched October 8th of 44 on CBS. So here we go, back to the time when all of North America was listening to a real-life family entertain on the radio.
2: Oh, for goodness sake. What's the matter? All these short stories without any endings drive me
6: crazy.
2: Here's one where a mysterious voice keeps calling this fellow on the telephone. You never do find out who it is.
6: Are you sure you finished the story?
2: Oh, sure. I even turned the page like a big dope.
6: Well, here, read this. You'll like it. It's a complete story in one sentence, and every word is true.
2: Let's see it. Oh, of course. America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers
5: Brothers.
7: America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. From Hollywood International Silver Company, creators of 1847 Rogers Brothers Silver Plate presents the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, starring America's favorite young couple, Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. I wonder if Ozzie and Harriet have been playing hide the button. There they are in the living room. Harriet opens the desktop, closes it. Ozzie scratches his head. Harriet opens the big bottom drawer, closes it. Ozzie scratches his head. Whatever she's looking for, it isn't in there. Uh Uh-oh, she's headed for the dining room. Ozzy's right behind her. Now she's searching the china closet.
6: Not there, huh? Doesn't seem to be. How about behind the serving tray?
2: No, I don't think so.
6: It's got to be someplace. Have you looked inside the buffet?
2: No, not yet. Might just be in here. Any luck? No, darn it.
6: I wish we could find it.
2: So do I. I'll probably remember where I put it. Thanks very much for helping me look.
6: No, it's it's no trouble at all. You know what I'm looking for? I haven't the slightest idea.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Think it might help if you did know?
6: Well, it might, but don't tell me. I like
2: surprises. (laughs) Wait a minute. I think it's starting to come back to me.
6: Oh, you may as well tell me. What did you lose?
2: Don't interrupt me. The kitchen. The kitchen.
6: Oh, Harriet, you haven't gone and lost the kitchen again.
2: (laughs) I remember now. I was in the kitchen. Come on.
6: I'm right behind you. Signal if you're going to stop suddenly. You still haven't told me what you've lost.
2: Five dollars. And I haven't lost it. See? It's right where I left it.
6: Now, wait a minute. You mean this is a regular thing with you, hiding money in the teapot?
2: What's wrong with that? Besides, I don't always put it in the teapot. Sometimes I use the sugar bowl. Or if they're nice new bills, I sometimes hide them in the encyclopedia or the dictionary. What are you laughing at?
6: Oh, the female conception of money matters is just such an amazing thing.
2: What's wrong with it?
6: Hey, it's okay with me just as long as women don't go into the banking business. Who says they aren't? Well, it's common knowledge. All the big bankers are men. Oh, who handles your paycheck every week? <laughs> What's that got to do with
2: it? Well, look what your big bankers are married to. Women.
6: What that Naturally, they're married to women. What other choice has a man got? <laughs>
2: uh, now, don't give me that masculine superiority stuff now. It's just like my grandmother used to say. If there were no women in the world, you'd have nobody to sew the buttons on your pants.
6: Sure. My grandfather used to say, if there were no women in the world, we wouldn't have to wear any pants. <laughs>
2: a way to stop the discussion and solve my problem. Since men are so good at handling money, why don't you take care of my five dollars for me?
6: Well, if you think I'll relieve your mind, any I'll be glad to.
2: Okay, here you are, dear.
6: That's a big burden off my mind.
2: Tonight I can go to sleep knowing my money is in the capable hands of First National Nelson, the rock of Rogers Road. Hi, Mom.
5: <laughs> hi, Pop. Hello, oh, hello fellas. we got? Two dollars. Mr.
2: Randolph gave it to us just for cleaning out his garage. Let's see it. Hey, good for you. A dollar
5: apiece.
6: What are you going to do with it? Nothing foolish now, I hope.
5: Oh, no. I'm going to buy ice cream with mine.
6: Ice cream? A whole dollar's worth?
5: Oh, sure. I like ice cream.
6: Well, I like ice cream, too, but you can't eat a whole dollar's worth. That's kind of silly. Well,
5: that's his
2: idea, Pop. I'd like to put our money together and get a $3 baseball.
6: Well, a baseball's certainly a better choice than ice cream.
2: Especially if you're going to hit it with a bat. <laughs>
6: no, I mean it. Dave is on the right track. He figures on using his money sensibly. Getting the most out of it. Take your $2 and buy a $3 baseball.
5: <laughs>
6: well, just how do you do that, David?
2: I was figuring maybe you'd give us the other dollar. Thanks, Bob. I'll get Mom's first.
6: Now, now, wait a minute, boys. It seems to me this whole family needs a little lesson on the value of money. You want a $3 baseball, but all you have is $2. Did ever occur to you you might save up for it?
2: Why don't we
7: borrow it from you and pay it back?
6: I think you get much more satisfaction out of saving it first. Now, your mother was faced with a similar situation a little while ago. She found an excellent solution. Harriet, tell the boys about that idea you came up
2: with. I'm letting your father take care of my
6: money.
5: Pop! Pop!
6: The way you guys say that, you think I make weekly trips to Mexico with a briefcase.
5: (laughs) Gosh, if we want to save it, can't we just put it in our cigar box?
6: Cigar box? How safe is that?
2: Nobody ever took any of the beetles we had in it.
6: Money's a different thing. Look at it this way, boys. I'll be your bank. I'll keep your two dollars and from time to time you'll come to me with more money. Maybe only nickels and dimes, but your two dollars will grow. Pretty soon you'll have three dollars and four dollars. Five, six, so on. Now doesn't that seem pretty good?
5: Yeah. Only one thing though. How does anybody ever get a baseball? <laughs>
6: Oh, hello, Bernie. Say, I want to ask you something purely out of curiosity, uh, just to confirm a statement I made. What is it, Oz? If you were a burglar and you just entered a house, what would be the first thing you'd head for? Oh, I don't know. You've been a burglar longer than I have.
5: <laughs>
6: Probably the, the teapot or, or the sugar bowl or a cigar box. I just had a little discussion with Harriet about the silly places women hide their money. Well, that may be, Oz. As for myself, I've got the best place in the world to hide money. Oh, where's that? Promise not to tell? Of course, I promise. Cross your heart? All right, cross my heart. Where do you hide your money? In my wife's purse. (laughs) You consider that a safe place? Absolutely. You think it's burglar-proof? Well, I've never been able to get anything out of it. (laughs) Well, maybe Catherine's different. I seem to be the only one with any sense of financial responsibility at our house. See, Harriet and the boys gave me $7 just a little while ago. What for? Well, I'm their bank, so to speak. See, I'm holding on to their money for it. See, that's an idea. Maybe you can help me. Uh, what's on your mind? Well, you see, I've got $10 that's been burning a hole in my pocket. I've been keeping it to buy Catherine a birthday present. Uh, you want me to take care of it for you? Would you mind, Oz? Otherwise, I know Dom well when Catherine's birthday comes, the money will be gone. Uh, when is her birthday? Well, it's not very far off. But frankly, I'm not so good at holding on to money.
5: Yeah.
6: Uh, when is her birthday? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You are, Oz. I sure do appreciate this. Oh, I'm glad. Say, wait a minute. Where did you get this $10? You didn't hold out on Catherine, because I don't want any hot money in my bank. <laughs> Certainly not, Oz. As I said, all the money goes right into Catherine's
0: purse. This little fella just wouldn't get in there.
6: Ozzy, you've changed clothes. Uh, yes, I, I just felt like a dark blue pinstripe today. Oh, did I tell you Thorny gave me ten dollars to keep for him? That makes seventeen altogether.
2: Say, so you're becoming quite the banker.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. yeah. I'll uh, see who it is. Mm-hmm.
5: Hello, Mister Nelson.
6: Oh, hello, Edgar.
5: I'm collecting for the paper, Mister Nelson. A dollar thirty.
6: All right, sir. I think we have the necessary assets to finalize this transaction. What's that? That's bank talk, Edgar. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. Could have sworn I put in I guess I put in my uh... Let's see here Holy smokes, I've lost my money
5: There's a man down the street and he never pays me
6: I changed suits I remember taking the money out of the pocket of the other trousers And here my coat it's the strangest thing I ever heard
5: of A man down the street never pays me But his wife does
6: look through these pockets again.
5: His wife says she gives him the money, but he spends it. Sometimes he make-believe he lost it.
6: Took the money out of the other pants.
5: Could I speak to Mrs. Nelson, please?
6: (laughs) Put them on the chair.
5: Mrs. Nelson! Now,
6: Edgar, there's no need of dragging Mrs. Nelson. Could you come back tomorrow, please? Will
5: Mrs. Nelson be home then? Uh,
6: Edgar, if you please come back tomorrow, I promise you I'll give you your money.
5: I want to talk to Mrs. Nelson.
6: Uh, No, Edgar, come back tomorrow. Mrs. Nelson is busy. Mrs. Nelson! Edgar, get your foot out of the door. Now, come back tomorrow. <laughs> That's a good boy. Goodbye, Edgar. downstairs. I went in the dining room. What are you looking for, dear? No, uh, Harry. <laughs> what are you looking for? Uh, uh, oh, uh, have you seen my little gold collar pin? Yes, you have it on. Oh, oh, so I do.
2: <laughs> so now, what are you looking for?
6: Oh, uh, Mm -hmm. Have you seen that pair of black shoelaces I bought the other day?
2: Yes, they're upstairs on your brown shoes. (laughs) Where
5: are you going? Uh,
6: Just out to the kitchen. What in the world are you looking for? I'm just looking, that's all. Looking is a a wonderful way to find things. Uh, You see, even if you're not looking for anything in particular, sooner or later you'll find something. For instance, if I were looking for money, which, of course, is ridiculous, but if I were looking for money, yeah, I'd look in here. Take off the lid, put in my hand. Oh, Ozzy. Fine thing. You put your hand in the teapot and get money. I get hot tea. <laughs>
7: disappearance of $17 at 1847 Rogers Road. Attention, all law enforcement agencies. This $17 must be recovered. Call all national and international authorities. Come in.
4: Federal Bureau of Investigation reporting. No clues on Nelson cases
5: yet. Brown, Washington office.
4: Pour pas information en regard monsieur Nelson Cabarge la plume est sur la table ouvrez la fenêtre préfet de gendarmerie la uscao
5: paris yeah. junior agent reporting no trace of nelson money we are still searching this is reed boy counter spy and child actor that is all yeah.
4: In the living room of
7: 1847 Rogers Road, the search goes on.
6: Not under there. Maybe the Davenport. Hi, Pop. No, oh, oh, boys. Uh, uh, Did you guys want something special?
2: Well, yeah, Pop. Remember the day we gave you our money to keep for us? Well,
6: of course I remember. Uh, And I hope you guys realize the responsibility, I've assumed. Handling your money is quite a load.
5: Well, we... Well, you
2: tell him, Ricky. We'd like to unload you. (laughs) We'd like our money back now, please.
6: Uh, Boys, sit down on the couch for a minute.
2: Ah, oh, please, Pop, don't talk us out of it. They're selling those baseballs for $2 now. We don't have to wait.
6: Uh, uh, just a minute, fellows. Now, let's be sensible about this. As an investor, you have every right to ask for your money. I simply want to point out a few things. Now, believe me, I have no intentions of keeping your money if you really want it. Can
5: we have it? No. But, Pop...
6: <laughs> Look at it this way. Why don't you draw on my experience? With shrewd management on my part, it's very possible you can double your money, even triple it. Perhaps we can make a few investments and quadruple it, make a lot of money.
2: Why don't we buy our baseball today? Then maybe some other time we can make a lot of money.
6: Boys, I may as well tell the truth. After all, as my investors, I owe it to you. The reason I don't want you to withdraw your money is uh, because you'll buy that baseball, won't you?
2: That was our idea.
6: Well, after all, I'm your father. Why can't I buy you a baseball? In fact, I've been considering it for some time now.
2: Oh, gee, Pop, that's swell.
6: I thought that'd satisfy. You see, I'm not trying to hold your money back.
2: Mm, As long as we got our baseball now, we can spend our money for a (laughs) bat. A bat?
6: Uh, I wish you wouldn't, David. Uh, I'm buying you a bat, too. Oh,
5: boy, now we can buy a catcher's
6: mitt. No, 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 uh, let me buy you a catcher's mitt. Thanks. What
2: else do we have? Boy, this is better than Christmas.
6: No, How that... about some ice skates? No, no, yeah, me too. Uh, ring the alarm, somebody. They're robbing the bank. <laughs> Could have been kicked under the bookcase, I guess. It's gotta be
1: someplace.
6: Come on in, Thorny.
1: Well, hello there, Nick Boy. Nice fella. Nice doggy. Oz, where are you?
6: Nice doggy. Thorny, stop patting me on the head.
5: <laughs>
6: Why, it's Ozzy. I didn't recognize you down at all, I wondered why Nick was all dressed up, though. Anything special you want, Thorny. I'm pretty busy for those This jokes. will only take a second, Oz. I'd like to have my money back. Thorny, sit down. I want to have a talk with you. <laughs> I can't, Oz. There's a guy waiting on my porch with a COD package. Oh, let him wait. But I can't, Oz. It's Catherine's birthday present. Please, Oz, let me know. Now, as I understand this, Thorny, you're hinting you want your money back. Come on, Oz. The guy's waiting. Uh, Thorny, look at it this way. Your bank isn't merely to deposit money and then snatch it right back again. Why don't you also take advantage of my friendly counsel and advice on money matters? Now, how long ago did you order this package? About an hour ago. An hour ago. And they're sending it out already? Boy, they sure are anxious to get rid of it. Probably jump, they can't move off the shelves. I hey, see how lucky you are. You came to me for my financial advice. Oz, please. You just better think it over, Thorny. Come back tomorrow. If you still want your $10, I'll be very happy to give Oz, you. will you please give me my money before the guy goes away? Now, Thorny... Just a second, Thorny. What's the matter? Gosh, Thorny, old man, old pal. I'd like to give it to you. But you know, regulations... What regulations? I want my money! Thorny, Thorny, wait. Sorry, Thorny, all banks close at three o'clock. Hey, Ma, what is
5: it,
2: David? We want to let you in on something. Oh, that's nice. What is it? Well, just go to Pop and tell him you want your money back. And, boy, you get all sorts of things.
5: <laughs> we better write out a list first. We could have got more.
2: Boys, I'm afraid you've been taking advantage of your father's misfortune. Now, I'm going to let you in on something. It'll have to be awful good to be better than ours. Well, your father's a very capable man. He's always careful with money, and he probably had a good reason for leaving it in the middle of the living room floor. I'm playing a little trick on him. You mean you've got our money? Well, I don't have it, but I know where it is. I don't tell now. I hid it in the telephone book. Are you playing a joke on Pop? That's the idea, Ricky. Tonight at dinner we'll all laugh about it. Will Pop laugh?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: we may not hear it, but deep down inside of him he'll be roaring.
6: Yes? Hello, I got your new phone books for you. Oh, fine, thanks. (laughs) There's a hitch to the deal, Lo. You gotta give me your old ones. Oh, sure. Just a second. I'll be right back. Sure. You just hum a little tune. I will. (laughs) Here you are? Oh, okay, I got him. Hey, you're not a bad doodler. You got some pretty good stuff here on the couch. Well, I I just draw those little pictures Mm -hmm. while I'm talking. Any numbers on the cover here? You want a copy before I take these? No, no, I, I don't think so. Just...
0: You didn't leave anything in the books, did
6: you? Oh, no, no. They're just a couple of doodles here and there, but you're welcome to them. You'd be surprised to think some people leave in phone books, you know. My partner Steve found two football tickets last year. Found a phone number on the cover, too. He called her up and took her to the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, see you about next August. So long. Goodbye. Keep your doodles up. <laughs>
5: Harriet.
6: Harriet. Yes, dear? Uh, I have a surprise for you. Look, brand new phone books. New phone books?
2: What about the old
6: ones? Old ones? Well, the men took them away. Right now, they're being chopped into little pieces. Then they go into the incinerator. What's the matter? What are you so excited about?
2: Oh, this is terrible. I was trying to play a silly little trick on you, and I did a ridiculous
6: thing. Don't say anything more. Let me tell you. You found the seventeen dollars I lost, and you put it in the phone book.
5: What? Yes,
2: dear. How did you know?
6: Because that's where I found it.
2: Uh, I it. Oh, I, you found
5: it?
6: Well, of course I found it. I suppose you think I'm so dumb that I don't know what goes on around here. Suppose you thought I was going to get worried. <laughs> I knew you picked up the money And I knew you put it in the phone book How did you know? Well, I found it in there while I was looking up the number of a loan company
5: (laughs) (laughs) I guess you
2: win, dear That's the last time I'll ever try to fool my husband You're just too smart for me I
6: wouldn't have found it if you hadn't filed it so cleverly Putting it there on the page with the finance company Connecting finance and money. That's pretty smart. Oh, no,
2: you're mistaken. I didn't put it in the classified book. I put it in the green book under Doe. John
6: Doe. Well, you couldn't if it was in the yellow book. I've got the money right here. See? $17. A 10, a 5, a 20, and three ones. $17. No.
5: No,
2: $38. Who put that in there?
6: Oh, Harriet, stop it. It's so obvious. You're playing one of your little jokes on me.
2: No, honestly, I'm not. My little joke is out being chopped up into little pieces.
6: (laughs) Holy smokes, then we're out $17. No,
2: we're in $21. Oh, yeah,
6: keep your voice down. Harriet, this is miraculous. Money is springing up from nowhere.
2: Well, there's only one possible explanation. At some time or another, one of us put $38 in the phone book and forgot about it.
6: But that seems so unlikely. I've got it. <laughs> Hello?
3: Is this Mr. Nelson of 1847 Rogers Road? Yes. I looked up your number. I'm the fellow who picked up your phone books today. Oh, oh,
6: oh I'm glad you called. Did you find it? Easy,
3: Mr. Nelson. Yeah, we found it. I knew you should look through those books.
6: Uh, Harriet, they found our $17. Well, I, I certainly appreciate your honesty.
3: Well, I got it right here, Mr. Nelson: a 10, two, fives, four, ones, and a 20. 44 40, <laughs>
5: You'll be able
6: to sleep now Sleep? Well, the money is just starting to come in They found our $17 oh, No, they found our $44 The $17 hasn't shown up yet
2: Oh, Ozzy, this is ridiculous There must be some sensible explanation
6: Sensible? Uh, we don't have time to think of one Get your coat What for? Where are we going? Out to buy all the phone books we can find We're going into the banking business Oh, <laughs> are you awake?
2: Of course I'm awake. So am I. Have you tried counting sheep?
6: Oh, I've counted hundreds of them. Little green ones. <laughs> then the little yellow classifieds. <laughs> Finally figured out where the money came from. Well, please tell me. Well, it... It's really so simple. See, there was $38 in one book. 44 in the other book. That makes $82. There was originally only $17. That's a difference of $65. And here's what happened. David and Ricky got $65 and played a little trick on us. It was all a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, of oh. course, that's exactly what happened. Ozzie. Yeah, uh, Harriet. I know the question that leaps into your mind. Where did David and Ricky get $65? Don't ask it. It's 4 o'clock and we've got to get some sleep.
2: You mean to say we're going to say goodnight without explaining all this money?
6: Don't be so naive. Don't you ever listen to the radio? Nothing under $25,000 needs any explanation. (laughs) least this is a a happy ending. It's not canned goods and things. I hate
2: to say this, dear, but I'm a little disappointed in you.
6: You mean to say you want everything that happens to us completely explained and solved? Yes. Don't be so corny. We're living in a modern age. (laughs) The age of the unfinished short story. You said so yourself. But I don't like those. They leave you hanging in the air. I like
2: to turn the page and find an ending there. I like everything explained.
6: Okay, I'll explain where the money came from. You see, David and Ricky wanted their money back to buy a baseball. So when I found it in the phone book, I gave it to them. But they changed their minds and saw something else in the store they liked better, and they bought that instead. How does that explain the money? I'm afraid our son David has inherited a peculiar artistic talent. Especially pictures of Lincoln... In Washington. <laughs> Probably got it from some member of your family you've never even told me about. Anyway, the printing press goes back tomorrow morning.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <a>
6: marvelous, idea!
5: <laughs> you
6: see, they bought the printing press, they made counterfeit money. I'll, I'll make- Yes. I'm sorry I turned the
7: page. (laughs) Tune in again next week to another adventure of Ozzie and Harriet, starring Ozzie Nelson and Harriet Hilliard. And remember,
2: America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers.
6: Yes, Harriet, America's finest silver plate is 1847 Rogers Brothers. Appearing in support of Ozzy and
7: Harriet were John Brown, Tommy Bernard, Henry Blair, Hans Conrad, and Alan Reed, Jr. The original music was composed and conducted by Billy May. You know, you've got to hand it to the doctors. They've taken on the toughest opposition they could find, heart disease, America's number one cause of death. And they need your help, folks, to carry on their research and other efforts to combat heart disease. So contribute all you can to the American Heart Association, Box 500, New York City. This is Vern Smith speaking. <laughs> This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
1: Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's A Day in the Life of Dennis Day, followed by Lights Out. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theatre of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. Happy
0: birthday to you. Hey, where's Mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means... There's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing. And she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha.
2: No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See Specsavers.ca.
0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads.